This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, hey Marge, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Running a growing business means getting the insights you need wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ifanboy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ifanboy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ifanboy. You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast on The Dark Knight Rises. Fanboy podcast on the Dark Knight Rises. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello. We are from myfanboy.com and we talk to you about the week's books in our Pick of the Week podcast. And we like to talk to you also about the comic book or superhero inspired movies that come out. And we've been talking about the Avengers this summer and Amazing Spider Man. And this is the, the big capper, the Dark Knight Rises is out. It's the uh, closing film in the Christopher Nolan. Christian Bale, Batman trilogy, and before we get to the film, and there will be spoilers in the discussion, so if you haven't seen the movie, you'll definitely be spoiled, so you may want to take that into consideration. But before we get to the film, there's really no way to talk about the movie without talking about what happened in Aurora, Colorado. It's just, it's just what it is now. There's no way getting around it. Um, so that, we, that's, we, that's we, we might talk more in depth about what, how, our reaction to it at the end, but we just wanted to say, you know, this is a movie and it's one thing where real life is another and we, our hearts and, and thoughts go out to everyone in there who is involved, anyone who knows anyone or just lives there or any, everyone who's been affected by it. It feels just, it. It's just, it's just a pall hanging over this whole yeah. thing and there's and, no way around it. And that's why we're a bit su- subdued here as we talk about it because there's no way to separate the two. and and At least yeah. right now in this early going yeah. time, it's just yeah. it's so raw. Um, yeah. So, and so as Connor said, you know, absolutely our, you know, all of our condolences and our, you know, like uh, hearts go out to everyone in the Aurora, Denver, Colorado area, to the families of the victims, to the victims themselves. And this is never anything that we want to actually have to talk about, so... But we'll and we're going to attempt to have fun talking about the movie itself uh, as much as we can. Because yeah. it's, you know, you, 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 just, you have to try to do. So if we t- sound like we're having fun, it's not at the uh, expense of what's happening. It's clearly on our minds. We won't make dumb jokes about that. No. I yeah. guarantee it. There'll be dumb jokes, just not about that. Yeah, no, other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so the movie. So, so let's get to, get to talking about the film. This uh, First of all, did you guys have the Superman teaser before your film? I, I saw it in no. IMAX, so I, hasn't, so I had no trailers. So, I had the yeah. I had the Superman teaser. How was it? Line. 
It was very short. It's not the one they showed in Comic Con. It was yeah. probably thirty seconds long, and it, but it was very cool. I have to admit, and we, everyone I talked to saw thought it was very cool as well. So there's that to deal with. But we'll, talk, we'll, we'll deal with that next year. Um, the Dark Knight Rises Part Three is, takes place eight years after the events, in, and I watched the two films back to back. As as the, I didn't watch them back to back, but I watched no, the, back to back nights. I'm sorry, I watched yeah. Batman Begins Wednesday night. Uh, I watched Dark Knight Thursday night, and went to the uh, midnight movie showing the Dark Knight Rises after that. But yep. it was good to have it all fresh in my head. So this place takes place eight years after the events of the Dark Knight, in which. Uh, Gotham City is, is an era of peace in the, with, according to the Harvey Dent Act, which was passed to give the police greater uh, powers against criminals. There's, there's not a lot of crime in Gotham. Batman has not been seen since that night when Harvey Dent died. And uh, they've taken the secret to the, to the proverbial grave. No one knows that he was Two-Faced. No one knows that he did all the killing. It's all been blamed on Batman. And Batman is, at this point, a myth. Uh, and the younger people don't even really know who he is. And that's, the, that's where we're at when the movie opens. And... Uh, this was a very interesting movie. Um, one thing we were talking about as we left the theater was that each film had a completely different tone to it. Yep. The Definitely. first film was like your almost pure superhero movie of the three. The second one was more like a crime thriller. This one was more like a disaster war movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah. really interesting. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it, <clears throat> to be honest with you. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I really... I enjoyed it, but it was so different that I wasn't prepared for that. It well, was, I, it, I consider that difference to be a strength. No, I don't say it's a bad thing. The, the, the idea I wasn't of it. No, I, it. I agree with that. Uh, I, I assume that you went in uh, fairly uh, excited. Oh, absolutely. I, I wore a Batman t-shirt. I'm never that guy. But, I mean, I did because that's how thrilled I was. And um, – I think the thing is that also each film sort of feels so different, like a different world. The first mm-hmm. movie feels almost well, more exaggerated. The, the Wayne Tower is like this fictional building. There's these monorails all over the place. The second film is totally grounded and real in, in Chicago. And this third one is, it gives, goes really well, sort of it, off the wall. This, this is going to go back to – we're not going to talk about this right now. But uh, the, this was, the last movie was in Chicago. This one was basically New York. Yeah. And 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 uh and Pitt- personal- uh, Pittsburgh I think they shot Yeah, too. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. Personally that that made it that made a big difference for me. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that one. Ron, where were you, where were you? I mean, you you liked it. You don't like Batman that much, but you were No, I don't like Batman. Down. Uh uh and, and Batman Begins was all right, and after I rewatched it I realized how weak it actually is. Um I think Dark Knight is an excellent film and it's fantastic and it deserved all the adulation this got. This one I'm kind of with Connor in that I definitely liked it. I definitely appreciated the t- the the nuances of both the story and the technical production and how they put it all together. I mean, it is it is such a uh, Nolan is such a gifted filmmaker and the whole, his whole team that works with him and stuff like that. Um, but I was uncomfortable for a lot of this movie for a bunch of different reasons. I found it to be assaulting, um, both visually and um, you know just kind of uh, I, don't, I don't say emotionally, you know, because but 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 emotionally is probably the closest it was. Like it was, I was tense. For the majority of the movie, and I think that's that's was on purpose. But yeah. I also I also brought which we'll talk about in a little bit. I brought some of my own baggage into it that made me a little more tenser and all that sort of stuff. But um, um, it was good. I, that said, I think the the denouement or the epilogue or whatever the denouement the, the, the denouement the hobbits walking home was <laughs> probably one of the best endings of any of the superhero movies. That's a good yeah. point. I mean, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was like. I mean, I'll, I mean, I, I. We had reports of people bawling in the theater and crying and stuff like that. I didn't cry. I got a little. I got a little welled. I got a little teary eyed. But, um, um, but it, had- it, it ranged. It ranged the gamut from. Um, deeply emotional to intensely optimistic and like 
excited and and you know honestly like i was like this is the last one no you know so, it really apparently. was it, it really I, it's tough because nolan has said you know this is my story it's a, it's a three-part story i'm ending i'm ending the story the batman story my batman story and so you're you're wondering the speculation was was bruce wayne gonna die uh yeah. everyone thought that i i i, I thought he was gonna die yeah and well, I, I, too, and yeah. so then the, when it happens and there's there's when, when the, what happens happens we'll get to that a little bit and there's that as ron said that denouement i thought Wow, I didn't see this coming, but it's perfect. Like it's it's a perfect sort of ending to the Nolan story. Yep. Uh, my, at least that my part. Uh, my overall feeling. Uh, I was not I was not terribly looking forward to it. By the time I got there, I was like, all right, I'm I'm looking forward to something good. Uh, the thing about the Dark Knight was is that I I found it I found it to be exactly what Ron just described as this one. I found it all to be very tense yep. and very long. And like when I walked out, I was exhausted. Yep. Uh, not because it was, it was at midnight, yeah. but just because. <laughs> It, you know, you're you're really. I mean, I, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that was more edge of your seat the whole time, where you're just like, ah. Yeah. Um, I found I felt that less with this one, and I was kind of not looking forward to that anyway. So that was almost a relief. Um, the, the thought that I came up with about this movie is, and if you looked, um, you know, I got to look at the East Coast returns basically, so I got to see people say, uh, "That was amazing. That was shit. That was a, like," and it was it was either or. Yeah, I mean, there was really. I was very surprised how, and I think that expectations have a lot to do with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, my feeling about the movie was that it was very antiseptic, and by that I mean that I I really didn't feel much emotion. I felt uh, the facsimile of emotion. I felt what was sort of that manufactured optimism and heroism that was on the screen, but I I didn't really feel it very much. Uh, it was from a technical standpoint, from a an action movie standpoint. Uh, incredibly impressive uh, as far as like like the practical effects went beyond what was done in The Dark Knight which is really saying something yeah. Yeah. And, and I love and there is there's absolutely a real world return for showing me something not with CGI yeah. but, yeah. but oh, with yeah. other stuff uh, and, and, and in a sea of what we all see constant CGI it really stands out and you're like they're putting the dollars on the screen yeah. It's right there. You can you can totally tell, and, and that lends something to it. Um, but at the end, of the day, I didn't I didn't feel a whole lot, and I kind of wanted to. And I, I think that uh, as we keep going through this, Christian Bale to me is now Christian Bale. Yeah, like he's I don't buy him as like he's not. I've bad. never bought I just, him. I've never bought him as Bruce Wayne though. Yeah, I mean, I've, um, I've loved him as Bruce Wayne. I think yeah. he's been the best Bruce Wayne's been for by far. That, no, and that might be true. But like at this point, like I I just kept seeing Christian Bale. As this guy who's kind of strange, uh, acting as a part is kind of strange. So it, you know, it doesn't not fit. Um, but I, I didn't. I, I don't know. Like, it, like all the all the parts are working, but it didn't really resonate with me. Well, there were certainly some weird choices. Um, I don't yes. know that this was a Batman movie. Yeah, because the, the main character was John Blake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's whole stretches where you don't even see Christian Bale or Batman for that matter. He's yeah. he's very he's Batman I, very little in the movie. Yeah. I t- I'll tell you uh, one thing about John Blake, and 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 I guess we're we're getting into this a little yeah, bit. Is that sure. I believe by making that into a mystery, that was a huge mistake. Into what it was a mystery? What, what? It was who's who's he going to be? They like they didn't list him in the credit. They got us all thinking about it, so we know it's going to be a thing. Oh, I I, I think it, it had the rev, it had the, 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 the yeah. I thought it was great. I moment. thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. I didn't. And there, there, what, what I think I, I just knew a thing was coming. And I didn't want to know. I, like, will, I you know that, that's a, that's a funny thing though because we'll we'll talk. I mean because we I mean it's hard to explain what happened in the movie. You know, like in terms of the story wise and all those sort of things like that. And we I know we said we we're going to spoil it, but there were several 
there were several last third act revelations <laughs> or reveals. And those all in, worked for me no, except for his. Hang on, hang on. There were several third act reveals that in retrospect, looking back on it, were as big as billboards and I should have yes. gotten and I completely didn't get any of them and they blew my mind. No, um, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. what, what's her name? Uh, Marion Cartard uh, or whatever, how you pronounce her name. <laughs> well, that's not even close, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Boy, don't ever, ever, ever go to France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been to France. It was quite, it was amusing. <laughs> Where's the champs, Ulysses? Um, oh, Jesus. Oh. But, um, uh, Whatever name her Cotard, whatever Cotillard, um, Cotillard. Move on. Um, her the reveal of her as Talia was like I was like I literally I think I might have slapped my forehead. Yeah, right. Because no, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. And then really good. And then the fight. And then and then all the like I loved I loved uh, Gor- Jonathan Gordon Levitt Gordon Levitt. Gordon- wow, <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. Jonathan. <laughs> this me. is what it feels like, huh? By the way, we we totally spoiled the Talia thing because there was a three forty five showing at our movie theater. Oh really? And we, we came out of the theater talking about that, and people oh. were like, "People went no!" They covered their ears. We were like, it's "You three son o'clock of in the a morning. bitch!" So, um, Sorry. Um, but anyway, um, the I loved his character. I loved, his Marianne, char- Naga, I, loved Naga. I loved Gordon Levitt's character. I thought he was great. And then the the swerve at the end, you know, working in Robin, but in a re- you know in a in a fine little way, and then having him pick up the legacy, I, it, it was great. I, it was so. Was his last name Robin? No, his first, first name. name was Robin. His first name was Robin. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It was Robin. also interesting. I thought, and Connor, you you can you can fact check me on this, but I thought it was really interesting of what elements they pulled from the comics and and mixed into the pot. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of stories mixed in here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was there was there was uh, definitely um, uh, with Catwoman. You had you had elements of her area in in year one. That was straight yeah. out of that. You had you uh, had you had Dark Knight. Uh, uh, Nightfall. You, you had, had the whole backbreak, Nightfall, yeah, you, which you I had, actually did, which I was 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 pretty. Which interesting. was all uh, the crowd. The crowd went crazy when that happened, like because I was with nerds and so yeah. Um, so you had you had basically the, the Contagion uh, uh, No Man's Land storyline. No, yeah, Bane takes yes. over Gotham. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, wow, we're watching No Man's Land. That's kind of cool. Cool. Yeah, no man's like cataclysm, not the earthquake, but the blowing of the bridges, like the yeah, the, yeah the, the, that whole thing. Um, you had with with Blake. I mean, he's essentially Jason Todd. Mm, kind of. There's, he figured, yeah, there's he, elements. Of he Jason figured Todd it out sure. and, and went, you know, and all that stuff. Did now did Bruce leave him instructions to the cave? Like, is that what he picked up? Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I just thought I thought it was I I I, I, I who's going to train him on all that stuff? Yeah, I know. How did he? Bruce Bruce had Lucius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Lucius. He's great. Lucius still around. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, well, uh, yeah. Uh, Bruce also had years and years of training to fight in yeah. Chinese yeah, and prisons all over the healing his back and well, okay. So so oh, the, before I want to get to my nitpicks, the um, uh, Anne Hathaway. Yes, I thought she was great. Fucking fantastic. She was, no, she was fantastic. She, she was, was my great. favorite part of the movie. And the 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 the, the dumb Catwoman costume was awesome. Yeah. Like every it, everything about her, every little moment, everything worked. Everything was she great. She played it really well and yeah. it was never the weak female character, was never, you know, super sexualized. Yep. You know, Coquette. Uh Com- really great. Great Com- character. Complicated relationship with, with Batman and Bruce and all mm-hmm. that, you know, like all that stuff. Um and additionally, um my other thing that I love is that like I I, I know this is it's it's almost too obvious to state. But Gary Oldman's uh, Gordon is will go down as the best Gordon ever, and I love how in all these he's, movies he's only competing with Michael Goff. That's true, but I love how in <laughs> in all these movies um, 
He is the everyman caught in a ridiculous like in Batman Begins with him in the Batmobile, right? Yeah. And now in this one, him like with the nuclear bomb. <laughs> like, no, but see, like he's I like, thought, whoa, that in this one, you know, he was he was he was shown to be exceptional. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He's great, but you know, not really an everyman so much as like this is guy's better than the rest, and there's yeah. a reason for it. Yep. And and he carries the burden. Yeah. Um, let, us, let us attempt to summarize the plot, uh, which I think is po- possibly part of the, my issue with the movie is that. So when it opens, Batman's retired. No one's seen him. Bane, Bane is a terrorist, a mercenary for hire. Supposedly, he shows up in Gotham with an army. They're living in the sewers. They're building an army under the ground, underground with with old orphans from the from Saint Swithins and other places. And and meanwhile, there's a bunch of political maneuvering to take out Gordon uh, by by some of his underlings. They want to usurp his power. Um, and like then Catwoman shows up, robs robs Bruce Wayne's house during a party that sort of jolts him back into the world where he. Finds out about Bane. Bane, it turns out, it's actually uh, the League of Shadows, the Return of the League of Shadows well, in the first though, film. Even before that, though, uh, tur- tur- so Catwoman, what, what she was, st- she stole his mother's pearls, but she was after his fingerprints. And it's okay, well, why was she after his fingerprints? Because it turns out that there was maneuvering on the board to take over Wayne Enterprises. Um, well, it's a rival company that wanted to absorb Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, exactly. So and the fingerprints, and, though, were to make him lose his fortune. Right, exactly. And lose his, lose his stake in Wayne Enterprises. And and so and th- that rival company hired Bane and his army to basically, you know, kind of um, terrorize the stock market in order so they could, you know, they could f- they could do the Bruce Wayne tra- uh, transaction, you know, rather dramatically, if you ask me. Um, and then in doing that, um, uh, the woman whose name I can't pronounce... Tate. Tate. Um, she's emerged as somebody who's been supportive. Apparently, in the eight years of his exile as Batman, uh, they were developing a fusion generator to provide clean energy and you know, kind of make the world better. And she was a support- Iron Man. She was a support. Yeah, she was a supporter of that project. And- but it's also very much in the in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the Raza Ghul Talia mold. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. And and so she was very much a supporter of that project. And at the same time, Alfred is trying to set Bruce up with her. And it gets to the point where Bruce, you know, has lost his fortune. It be he's got to protect his company, so he turns to her and says, "I need you to take over as CEO." So she does that, and then all blows up in her face because she's Talia and she's trying to finish Ra's al Ghul's. Uh, to, thing. to be fair, uh, and that's only the first half. Yeah, um, <laughs> Alfred's trying to set up Bruce with anybody. Yeah, he's like, just he's get like out of the Jewish house. Yeah. He's just what about her? She's nice. No, well, no, no, no. That's not how he said it. I, I no. She's I nice. Only sixteen. Yeah, I got. She's I got only. <laughs> Steve Cookin has ruined Michael Caine for me, <laughs> especially in this one because he really hammed it up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he really did. He's like, and every time I look at that table, I expect you'll be there. I got Bruce. And I love, I love you. He goes to the Florence. Then he, then he, left. A, he no, left the movie. No, when he goes, he goes like, go to Florence to have a fanet bronca. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you sound like saying French. Um, no, but so, he, I was so mad he left the movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, I think I think for me the problem. You have somewhere to go. Yeah. My problems with the movie were that I thought it was overly plotted and that there was too much going on. It was very complicated. and I like complicated, but I felt and I feel like I need to watch it a couple of times to really formulate my thoughts on it, but. My first glance really was that it was it was it? there was a lot going on. A lot of characters you come for disappear completely from the movie, including the the, the Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bruce breaks his back. He gets he goes into the prison that uh, Bane came from, and 
Where they where they use? Why don't we go to uh, to wherever that was to get our backs fixed? Because apparently they just string you up in a rope. Wait, wait, but but even more so than that, it's like so so this legend of Bane is told that he was raised in this prison that's in a pit that you can't get out of, and only you know, and there was a lot of misdirection, and, and there, there was this child that climbed out of it and whatever, and you assumed it was Bane, turns out it was actually Talia, um, and Bane brings Bruce and leaves him there. As far as I could tell, Africa. Morocco, maybe like it seems somewhere, like somewhere, in, somewhere in the Middle East, probably is and, where the Razagul's. And so, from. so my question is, is that how did Bane get Bruce there and back to Gotham so quickly? And then how did Bruce, after healing his back after what was what a couple of weeks, um, and get back in a fighting mode? How did Bruce get back to Gotham so quickly? It was just like you're so resourceful. Those, those are the least of the problems. Yeah. <laughs> I did think he was in Blackgate. I was like, oh, they 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 can't have gone. For, no, they're in. They're in. Yeah. Australasia. Uh, yeah, um, that was strange. That was strange. I, mean, I, did, I, mean, I did enjoy it. I don't want to sound like I don't. I just it was just yeah. bizarre. It was not what I was expecting, yeah. and I think expectations play a lot into it. And it wasn't a bad thing. I, there was certainly moments where we cheered and clapped, and so, and, and and Scarecrow's cameo was nice. It was funny. And what, um, what I loved, what I loved, was the weaving into this. Truly felt as it, this was tying the bow around all three of the movies. And the callbacks to the previous movies, the presence of uh, Ra's al Ghul, and I thought they handled that well. How they how they handled the immortality aspect of it, um, the tying back to the League of Shadows, back to the first movie, which the second movie doesn't deal with at all. Right. Um, you know the you know like really what it is is like the first movie set up the League of Shadows, the second movie the second movie builds up Batman and Gotham, and then the third movie you know kind of ties ties those two together, and that's how we get the the resolution, which I thought was great. I thought the little callbacks to you know to you know, Bru- you know, I feel like Gordon's the only person who didn't know who, who Batman was, Bruce Wayne, and the, <laughs> and how Batman revealed that was very. Was, was very <laughs> I am nice. looking at her, uh, Catwoman and, and and Bruce standing there, and then like a scene later, yeah. she's as close as him. I was like, come on, yeah, know, it's yeah. the same guy, same mouth. She, you're not wearing much more than him, yeah. <laughs> and he can tell who you are. But he he talks like this, um, and so you know, I th- I thought th- I thought those kind of those kind of weaving in together was really really well done. Um, but it, but yeah, but it was challenging. It was challenging. I probably the the biggest challenge for me, like we mentioned, was the shooting in New York because, and I know it's probably yeah. because I'm from New York and that yes. sort of thing. But it, it it's fucking New York. I, it was really New York, right? And like to the point they didn't cover up the subway signs. They, yep. It was like that's that's clear. And then like he like the whole thing was on the Queensboro Bridge. Yeah. He's like I'm going out to sea. I was like, no, you're going to Queens. No, and and, <laughs> I, and, I, and I'll be honest, and you know, like and, and it sucks that we still have this lingering kind of thing after 9/11 and stuff like that. But like the I didn't like it in the trailers, and I didn't like it up on the IMAX. But like the shots of the bridges blowing up. Yeah. Like, the, like the, cause that's like, like, that's how I get home. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, you know, and so like that, it was, that was a little tough pill to swallow. Um, well, let's, let's sidetrack for a second. You saw it in IMAX. So I did, I did not. Um, how was it in IMAX? Cause apparently it's a much more IMAXy film than the last uh, one. Um, it, remember what I said? It was assaulting. Yeah, I, it was, it was assaulting. It was but how much I, of it was shot for full screen. A IMAX lot, versus? a lot, a way more like in the dark Knight, It was just, it was like, it was, I think it was just the bank robbery scene. It was the it? bank robbery and the yeah, exterior, exterior shots. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah there like was, the I would say I probably noticed the full screen effect probably at least a third of the time. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was more of it that, that I just didn't pick up on. Um, it was very loud. And that, that gets to this other thing. Like we walked out of the theater and I said, I don't know if it's because I'm half deaf because of who I am. Um, or because it was so loud at the, in the IMAX, but I couldn't understand half the things Bane said. Uh, oh, oh, oh! That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Uh, is one of the first things I noticed is that his voice never sounded diegetic. It never sounded like it's where it was. It was louder yeah. than everybody's voices, yep. and it, it didn't sound like whatever room it was in. It always sounded exactly the same. Yep. And I, 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 
that seems like an enormous technical flub for a movie that is so technically. Meticulous. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, they changed it. Everybody yeah. freaked out when the original. Yeah, voice was I know, different. but there's but there's a way to do you know either digitally or or practically to make it sound like it's in the room where it's supposed to be. That's part of. Foley and sound design. Sanity, that, that's yeah. that's how it should work. And he always sounded exactly the same, no matter where it was. If he was in a tiny room in the sewers, that was all echoey, or he was on an airplane that should have been incredibly loud. It always sounded exactly the same. Yeah. And I, honestly, uh, and I thought, I, honestly, I think, I mean, Bane. I had the hardest time with Bane because I really like that actor, and I feel, I feel like it was a waste. I, I didn't. I actually liked Bane a lot because I felt like he was a credible threat. Yeah, more than anybody. Like, because Batman's whole thing is he either is going to physically overpower you, power you, or or mentally sort of underarm you with his his confidence. And Bane had none of that, and it was just like, how did, how does he beat this guy? Yeah. Um. Although, that he didn't have the venom, he had the respirator, which was sort of like, no, no, if he takes it off, it hurts. And I was right. like, what the? How does that work? Yeah. And then and then Batman broke it, and then she just snapped everything back into place. Yeah, and it was all fine. Yeah. <laughs> and he was and he was like, I'm I'm okay now. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, it. Uh, he's he's basically Batman. He's basically evil Batman. Yeah, That's yeah. What the character was he was trained by the same people. He's you know bigger and stronger. He's not as old and broken as Batman. I mean, Batman. There's a great scene in the, in the doctor's office when Bruce Wayne gets a checkup and we find out all the problems with his body. Which yeah. that with Thomas but, Lennon. Yeah, Tom with Tom Lennon. But it was it was funny. I mean, he's 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 not broken like Batman. Is Batman. By the way, you you put Tom Lennon in a scene like that. <laughs> all anyone who knows who he is is thinking. <laughs> the fuck is tom lennon doing that? <laughs> no, it was great it was great it's really it's not at the beginning they did that la- they did that in dark knight like where they had relatively big actors in small parts in the beginning they had uh tommy carcetti i was like hey there look was, it's carcetti there, was, there were two wire actors and then bunny was on the there was in the beginning that was the cia agents from game of thrones it's Littlefinger in game of thrones yes yeah. yes yeah. yes um yeah. and um and the cop at the very end the cop that wouldn't let um them over the bridge it was it was on gossip girl oh, well. <laughs> so that's upgrade <laughs> um, I don't know. It's tough. I really do need to see it again because re- there were things I really did like about it, but then there were yeah. other things I was just kind of like, well, "This is a weird." It's it's like, yeah. th- it's like I have no for, for a movie that was that long. I yeah. I really I didn't feel like it dragged. I felt I think I had a harder time getting through Dark Knight. I think that felt longer. Yeah, no, I didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with the length at all, and at no point oh. did I get tired or anything. I, like I, I felt it 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 did. I I was aware of the, the that it was long, but I didn't have a problem with it. If that makes any sense. Um, but it's like I have I don't think it's a five in like a star rating. I mean, I think I would glad I would easily give it like at least a four, maybe a four and a half, just from technical kind of thing and and just kind of you know. Know, wonder wonderment but there like i still had little kind of things that bugged me about it that's all um, i wouldn't yeah no, I, think, I think the pinnacles for this is still the dark knight um yeah you know it would have been really hard to overcome that movie but yeah. and the other thing is like you know as villains go bane was great but you know he wasn't there was no heath ledger as a joker you know yeah, yeah. i really did like his general patent jacket though and <laughs> <laughs> the way he, he always he stood holding his collar yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just, I, I like the audacity of the fact that they basically said we're taking all these characters that you loved in the last movie we're basically dropping them in the middle of a war zone right I just like that they, they basically just fucked with the whole world yeah um, but it was tough Modine. yeah I wanted him to die so bad. Matt, oh, he was such shit. a little prick. Oh God, and and even more so. You, you don't understand. You, you, you people, luckily, you know something. Matthew Modine must have his own PR agent who have been touting the fact that he's in this movie for months. <laughs> and it's just like he was so annoying. So yeah, but, that's not his fault. He does. Yeah. He probably doesn't even know. Yeah, his people. He's like, he's like, why am I, why am I talking to this shitty website? <laughs> I'm fucking Matthew Modine. I was in Memphis Bell, motherfucker. <laughs> 
Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's tough because I know I know people want from. I've asked me what my definitive thought the movie is, and I my thought is I don't know. Right. You know, I I need to I need to ruminate on it. I need to think. You know, a lot of hours thinking a day. A lot of times, an album will come out, and people will immediately say, "Love it, hate you know, hate it, whatever." And and I find that the the good ones, the ones that stick with you, at least the ones that make you think about them for a little while, usually more rewarding in the long term. Yeah. And I feel like this could be that. It might not be. I know that I I didn't walk out in love. You know, like other you know, people were proclaiming great greatest thing ever, and then there was that there was that chestnut better than the Avengers. It's like well, they they don't really totally totally different 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 kind of movies. I can tell you one thing. I was I uh, my first thought was I was way more entertained. I had way more fun at Spider Man. That doesn't necessarily mean that that was better. But that was what I thought. Right? Yeah, they're they're, they're totally different movies. They're totally, totally different. I think the one the one strength is, one of the big strengths this movie has is that the ending is so great. Ending is great. That I like you're on you're on kind of a high from yeah. the ending. Yep. So when it ends, you're just kind of like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah, and, and the ending and, was so great. And I will give the ending credit. I think I think it, it was a. Um, All right, let's let you know. Let's talk about oh. this. This is spoilers. So the. There's a bomb in Gotham. There's no way to get. There's no way to disarm it. So they got to get it off. Batman's got his flying bat wing, and uh, so he, he he straps it on. He flies it off into the ocean. Which, by the way, everyone dead of cancer in 20 years. Um, right. Yeah, that was my thought. My two thoughts was like, so what? He's going to drop it on Long Island, and then and then also it's like it's that's pretty close. Everyone's you know, like that water is fucked, but still um, Staten Island. Now I will there's be no honest. More surfing on the South Shore. I will be honest. There was so so they, they've got the the bomb is in the truck. They've, the time is running out. Talia revealed what they're going to do. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. There was a moment where I fully expected Superman to come in and take it. <laughs> I, I'm not even lying. I would. I told. I was like, they're not going to do this, are they? Because that would have been the last thing we would have expected, and it would have been fucking awesome. It would have been such a MacGuffin. <laughs> oh yeah, but it would have been great. Not MacGuffin, but a God in the Machine. You know what I mean? They Deus Ex Machina. Machina. But yeah. but uh, literally. I but, know but, but talk, about, talk about a lead into the next movie. Yeah, but the uh, the so. So he straps it on, flies it out, the, and the whole the whole subplot has been that this this Batwing has a malfunctioning autopilot, so he can't put it on autopilot. He's got to fly it himself, and it blows up. And I was thinking, wow, if they they just killed him, that's a really lame way to kill him. Yep. Also, um, you know, it's I was like, think- it's just like Captain America. I got I got to take this plane down. You don't <laughs> just get out of the plane. You're a super soldier. Swim now. No, no. I'll, I'll see you later. But we got like eight minutes. So how is everyone? We good. You? And then, we then never, I thought we the combo Batman would have a way out, which is what you know. What we you know in the in the denouement, we find out that uh, Batman and Catwoman or Selina and Bruce at this point, I guess they've abandoned their old lives. Have have. Are now living on their, you know, in in Italy or wherever they are, and he had he had actually fixed the autopilot without telling anybody, and and uh, I thought it was a really great, sort of nice, very ending. Everybody got a nice little ending. Yeah, and what what I think is a, the, one of the strongest things about the ending, um, aside from Michael Caine blubbering at the graveyard, um, was uh, the soundtrack to the ending. The, the music was was I think that was the most notable. Like it was that optimistic orchestral swelling. You know, oh, you know, you know what I thought was going to happen. That, that so the whole the whole thing was in, early in the film. Alfred says that every year that br- he he goes to Italy and he sits in the same cafe and he hopes he'll see Bruce having a life. That that's what he, that's what he did when he, when Bruce was missing there in the first movie. He yeah. went to Italy hoping well, he'd see him. Grandkids, sir. That's all. And so so he goes to the same place at the end up. and and he looks at the camera and does his little nod that he said he would he would do. And I thought 
wow, they're not going to show us if he's actually seeing it or not. They're going to leave it to our interpretation, yeah. but they didn't. But I thought the way they did it was also good. No, no it was good. I thought it was great. Now, I'm glad they didn't show the interpretation. I mean, it proved it. I mean, and that was paired with Lucius finding out that, that Bruce had fixed the autopilot. And, you know, right. like it's uh, – there was the, – the thing The thing about Bale's Bruce and Bale's Batman is that in each of the movies, there was always something that surprised you. Like he pulled something off, you know, through his intellect and stuff, like, you know, like that. That was like, oh wow, you know, like he, he, you know, and I didn't see it come. Like when he flew off into the sunset and the bomb blew up, I thought he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was, and I because I expected him to die the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I think you're right, Connor. I hadn't thought of that. Like that is a lame way for him to die. Yeah. Um, and then the other part of Dumont, Dumont was uh, that John Blake, who we find as Robin John Blake, uh, he's given instructions. He ends up in the Batcave, and that's the last scene as you see him. Uh, he's he's walking through the water. The platform raises him up uh, into the credits, and uh, uh, you know that was it was pretty cool. I mean, he's not Robin, kind of. He's Batman, the new Batman, right? But uh, he's Robin in the movie. He's basically Batman. It was a, it's a nice nod to the yeah. legacy to, to Robin. You know, he's like, basically he's Batman's helper through a lot of the films. So in that yeah. sense, he's Robin without being Robin. But yeah. uh, he's he's most like. Uh, 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 who's that? Who's that detective? Slim? No. Slam Bradley. Even. Slam Bradley. There is no. It's funny because everybody's like, I think he's Tim Brake. I think he's he's not any of those things. Yeah, he's, he's, his own he's a new character. Yeah. Which is well, fine. I, did, I thought I thought did a lot of they, they weave things in really well, uh, especially the last part. So you know, I don't. It was good. I hope <laughs> you Max can tell. I'm, you can tell I'm struggling. Yeah. yeah. You, are you, are what's, like real, what's really clear is that you know Warner Brothers is no, not going to wait more than a few years to just do another Batman movie. But so it's going to be with Gordon Levitt. Whoever does this is fucked. Yeah, yeah, no. Schumacher, bring him back. It's um, fucked. They're, they're gonna have to go a completely different tone. They're gonna have to go pure superhero with Batman. Yeah, they're are gonna you, have to. Are you? I wonder if they're gonna. I wonder if they're gonna do Superman and then try to do Justice League. Uh, who knows? Who I don't know, but they're but, fucked. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. Are, um, I have to recast everything every time because it takes so long to do it. Yeah. Um, are do you have plans to see it again? I'm seeing it in tomorrow actually. I want to see it in IMAX. I do yeah, because yeah. that's something you can't recreate that in your home theater. I'm, so. I'm, see, I'm seeing it in regular. Regular theater, so I can hear what Bane said. So. <laughs> I do want to see it IMAX. That, that's for sure. I went yeah. before it. Bane had a weird accent. Yeah, it was. He was uh, always musing. Yeah. But did you think that there no. was something else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could have been Bruce. Don't you see? Yeah. No, it was just those was some definitely interesting choices. They certainly made choices, and that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think one of the reasons why. It's a little weird. It's because, again, what we talked about at the beginning is the, the shooting and that oh, yeah. we came out of the theater. And I saw, I'm on the West Coast. We came out of the, the shooting happened right before we went into the movie, but we didn't know about it, obviously. Um, it happened while you were in the theater. I mean, it, ha- the, yeah. it happened it was around the movie. It was we, didn't, we didn't go until after that, but yeah. uh, we had signed seats. But um, uh, so we came out talking about the film. Obviously, I went with Mike Romo, iFanboy staff writer, and I went with Ben Simpson, former iFanboy writer, and I went with my girlfriend, and we were all talking about the movie. And and then in line to validate our, our, our parking tickets, Ben checked his phone. And that's when everyone – basically, it was like a tidal wave of people in the, in the lobby check, you know, finding out. Yeah, that, that's what happened. I mean, basically what happened to me is that the movie finished. The Dark Knight Rises hit on the screen, and I immediately – because I'm the asshole – pulled out my phone. And I'm so clever. I, I, I tweeted, I'm, I stayed awake because we were joking about whether or not we'd be able to stay awake or not because we're seeing it at midnight and we're old. And that tweet posted, and then my app refreshed, and the first thing I saw was the BBC headline. And yeah. I clicked on it. And I, and, I, and honestly, it was like the, the, the it was like I got deflated, balloon deflated, 
And, yeah, and it and, changed the center of the conversation. We didn't talk about the movie anymore after that, and yeah. that's that's really I think may possibly we talked about it a little bit, but not comparison to, and, to that. And I've been I've been and I and I don't and I'm saying this, and I don't mean to go back to our jokes. I don't laugh, or whatever. But I've been thinking about it today as the day's been gone and trying to process it. And this is this is really what upsets me about it about this whole thing is that these past ten years we've cultivated this you know this um, midnight movie showing, movie premieres, excitement, you know, Comic Con, geek culture, say what you will, all. That stuff has been building, 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 and honestly, it's it's a. I look at it. The movie, I like. I wasn't going to go at midnight. Like I had no plans because I was like, I'm old, I'm tired, I got to work. And Josh Richardson, who's also former, sometime my fanboy contributor, um, had an extra ticket and and said, Hey, do you want to go? And I said, You know, fuck it, Josh Connor going, I'll go. Solidarity, let's do it. And I sat in the movie theater in the IMAX theater for like two hours, and I was and I was thinking of this before the movie started. I was like, Wow, this is really a haven. This is everyone here. Yeah. Like I was wearing my, I got an, I got an Iron Man three aim shirt at Comic Con. I was wearing that, and I got, I was in line at the concessions. And I was like, cool shirt, and asked me if I was at Comic Con. We're all talking. Like it reminded me of when I was a teenager and I used to go to hardcore shows, and I knew that everyone there was the same. We were all from this, cutting from the same cloth. And in, in that movie theater, it was all of, it was every, you know, whether you know, different walks of life, different, you know, di- you know, different jobs, different ages, stuff like that. Everyone is, we were, we were all together for one reason, coming. For this movie, for the love of comics, for the love of movies, and all that sort of things, and with this one act, that entire haven now is threatened. Yeah, you know? and the thing is, like we were talking about, because in our theater, in fact, right in front of us, walking in, was a girl dressed as Harley Quinn with two giant guns, and it's just yeah. like you don't even think twice at this point because we're also. I mean, we literally had Comic Con last weekend where people yeah. walk every, you know, probably thousands of fake guns walking around there. Yeah. And you don't even think about stuff like that. And they pulled they pulled her out of the line, of security, and we we're like, oh, they're going to check her guns. No, they want to take a picture with her. Yeah. And it's it's it does it does shatter that illusion that one last sort of illusion you've got this in this as you say the safe haven to go see these movies and it it completely shatters it now you yeah. know yeah it's, no it's, and, and, and it changes the whole I mean, I mean I think partially why I'm not quite sure what I think is because I'm so wrapped up in everything else at the moment yeah I mean it's really it's really and the thing is, is that ultimately at the end of the day like you know like whoever who, who, who whatever this guy did whatever he did he had some problems he has some you know like some you know obviously some mental kind of thing and it's awful and it's an awful thing that's happened but um you know I really hope that you know, I, I really hope that it doesn't detract from what we've, which I firmly believe the three of us have worked, have participated in building um, this wonderful culture that we all enjoy um, and the, the actions of one nut job to threaten all that. Like, I just, I would hate to think of that. So, you know, so hopefully we, hopefully this doesn't have, you know, large ramifications, you know, be curious to see what the, if people don't go to the movies this weekend, like, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, so. Right. Um, you know, what's interesting is that, because um, I was on the East Coast, I didn't know anything about it until you know i woke up so i got to just sort of experience the end of the movie whereas you two yeah i mean it's part and parcel with me it sort of is but it isn't the same you know i I watched it i went to bed i woke up then i heard about everything um it's just sad i don't you know i have no i i people you keep people say i have no words And, and it's true like there's there's nothing uh there's there's you know anything you know trying to relate it to the movie is probably ridiculous directly you know yep. anything it's just it's just it's just sad and um it's interesting because it, comics is they're they're tempestuous but a very tight-knit family right um and we all have uh, remarkable ownership of the things and uh it feels you know and there are other people who come into it but the, the comics people the sort of pop culture guru kind of folk uh you know this this is 
these are these are the religious experiences that we have in a way. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And uh, and and. and you know, say what you will, but you're always going to think of this yep. when you think of this movie. And the, even so, you know, the, the movie itself, like if, if you were to go back and see the movie, you're going to be start making all sorts of parallels. You can't not. Yeah. 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 You can't not, uh, you know, you were seeing nine 11 parallels, which is, which is impossible not to. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's dudes with you know shooting lots of guns all over the place in the movie. It was it was a it was a very it was a and partially to Connor's comment about it being like a disaster war film. We were talking about it as we we're walking out. I don't know if it was influenced by what happened. It must have been. It was a very um, violent movie. It was. I mean, there were a lot of people died in this movie. There was a lot of violence in this movie. It was. I see. I don't think it was. I don't think it was any more violent than, yeah, the, than other the other ones. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that was one thing that struck me during the movie, and that was part. Of, and maybe because it was IMAX, it was in my face and the assaulting. But um, it, I just felt. I, I have. I have a hard time with IMAX. Just in general, yeah. it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not a cinema thing. It's like a. It's yeah. insulting. It's exactly what you say. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's rough, but it just, it just, it, it's really. It, 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 I've been bummed out. I was bummed out. You know, and I came, I came home and I wrote the post for I fanboy, and then I'm like, all right, let me get some sleep. And I was up for a good while, and yeah, uh, you know, it just, it just, it's, it's awful. It's like I, because the, th- the thing is, is that like honestly, like I've lived, uh, I, and now we're getting, we're, this is some real hashtag real talk. Um, <laughs> That was awful. I know that's I do tongue that's, in cheek. That's, that's, tongue uh, in cheek. But, uh, but I mean, you know, co- you know, Connor and I grew up in you know Connor grew up in New York City proper. I grew up on Long Island. I spent a lot of time in New York City itself as a kid. You know, in, in a metropolitan area. Um, you know, I lived lived in San Francisco for five years. You know, I I've never f- I've I've whether right or wrong, I never feel unsafe in my cities. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I'm aware, you know, even though I know all the things you do and you like, you know, like I, I, you know, I've been very lucky. I've never been, you know, you know, been mugged or, you know, Connor, you've got, you know, you've got stuff that happened to you and stuff like that. But it's like, I've never felt unsafe. I walked out of the Metreon onto fourth street in, um, in San Francisco and I was worried about getting home. Yeah. Like I was, I was like immediately called. I had an app out. I was trying to get a car because I'm like, I, I, I don't feel safe right now. And it's that, really interesting. That's what, that's what fucking. Because the Batman movie. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the whole point of Batman is a person who doesn't want anybody to ever feel like that again. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, it's. And, and he's obsessive. He'll do anything, anything, literally anything so that to stop one person forever having to feel like that and unsafe. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I, th- I think that. If you, you I, I was thinking about this earlier. If you start to think about what it is about Batman that truly endures, that that keeps people coming back in all different ages and forms over all, it's 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 that you know, this it's a regular person. They're they're gonna do whatever they can to help keep you safe, and that's such a comforting idea. Yeah. That's such an ideal that we we want to live up to. That we that we want to have, um, and that. That's to me. That's that's a really good thing to take away from everything if you can. That makes it much all the, all the more tougher. I think that it was, maybe in that it was a movie about a hero like that, full of people. There were you know as young as six who were shot, and that's I think it was even the worst part about it. Yeah. There's a little kid there, maybe even in a Batman T-shirt, you know, yeah. and then you know something like that happens. It's just it makes it it makes it ten times worse. Yeah, it really does. As, I mean, it's, it's bad enough as it is. Yeah. And then the fact that you know, there's so many kids were, you know, it's, it's just awful. Yeah, is that um, this is probably a bad time, but I just realized I thought of it. But I thought this movie was probably the most uh, Frank Millery of all of them. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, yeah, no, exactly. I just thought of it. No, but I mean, like, because it did have echoes of Dark Knight Returns. You know, and like, and especially the yeah. moment where he says no guns and all that sort of stuff. Like, I just thought it was very, you know, like it was. I thought it was interesting. In that they were underground. Yeah. Awesome. I just, I yeah. just think yeah. I really f- appreciate. 
even if I didn't, even if I was a little perplexed that he really didn't have the guts to just fuck with the whole formula. Yep. And so in that sense, I really do appreciate the, the, the you know, I'm, this is my third movie. I'm going nuts with it. And he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it's an awful blackout cloud uh, over at night. And, and after the Heath Ledger th- thing, which I think this is way worse, but like these movies seem to have some curse or some related to it. I just, I mean, there's no way that this isn't woven into the legacy of this movie, but I just hope it's not a black mark on it for the movie, you know, the, you know, but it will be. So it's sad. Um, but yeah. yeah, so all right. Well, that's the most down note we've ever ended a podcast. Exactly. On. But the most important thing is that you know everyone is here. Be thankful for where you are. Hug, hug your loved ones. You know, be careful out there. And uh, you know, I don't know. Just be thankful for everything we have. That's I know I am. So right on. Um, all right. So, so go to fanboy.com. You can talk about the movie, what you thought. <laughs> uh, with the big comment section under the under the. Uh, under the, the the post for this show, and you can tell us what you thought. Also, Paul Montgomery, our resident movie reviewer, wrote another great review of the film, so you can check that out. Uh, he always does uh, these reviews quote, great justice. Um, and you can check out our weekly podcast, the Pickley Podcast, where we talk about the week's books, and you can just come to iFanboy.com for all kinds of great content and, uh, having to do with comics. And this is our last – well, I guess we'll do Dread maybe. Oh, I'll, I'll totally do Dread, dude. I'll totally do Dread. Yeah, I, got my, I think I might do Dread. There's but, more comic uh, book movies, aren't there? I, I always do this law. at the end of every show. I was really looking forward to, just to G.I. Joe, and that was just... Yeah, rough. well, next year, so... Well, yeah. pulled out from Is it list. really just, is Dread the only the last one? I think Dread's the last one. Yeah? Yeah. We do this every time in every show. Like, there's not another Ghost Rider on the... Um, no, on no the, Ghost Rider. I think, I think Dread's the last one we were interested in seeing. Red, um, Red Sonia? Is that happening? Red Sonia. No. no. And so next year will be Superman. It'll be the Man of Steel will be the big one, the big release next year. Uh next summer. It, what, isn't Iron Man three coming out next year? Yeah, but Superman's gonna be the one where everyone's gonna be like, what's gonna you know, Iron Man Iron Man three I'm not excited about anymore after Iron Man two. Because there's um not as much mystery, right? Well, so mystery, Iron Man two was awful. Iron yeah. Man two was just terrible. So yeah. I'm worried about I'm worried about Iron Man on his own. Right. Now, you know? Right. So we'll see. Superman Superman looked good. Granted, it was a really short trailer with with no dialogue. It was all voiceover from from uh, Chris, uh, no uh, Russell Crowe's Jor-El and uh, Superman on like a fishing boat, and then you saw him very briefly uh, flying through the air in a suit. That was about it. There was not much, yeah. to, not much to see. But you know, it's funny. I was all ready to be like to to be like, so you know, is the Dark Knight going to beat Avengers in box office and all this stuff? And now I just don't care. Yeah. I didn't yeah. care any, anyway, but yeah. it's not going to beat it. It's it's you know it's yeah. a juggernaut, but not not going to work anymore. Um, okay, so until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Thank you. <laughs>